Genesis chapter 3, verse number 20. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, in the Bible, the Holy Spirit, when you look at the book of Genesis, the Holy Spirit in verse 2 says, And the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters, you know, as God created everything. And at the end of the book, in, Gen in Revelation, in the last chapter, a couple verses from the end, it, sa it says, and the, Spirit, uh, and the Spirit says, come, right? Come, come and eat, drink of the waters freely. Come, come, come. So all of God's word, throughout God's word, from beginning to the end, it's showing that God wants us. God is drawing us. Yes, God is calling us. Amen. And he wants us to be uh, in fellowship with him, in relationship with him. And then, you know, the story, you know, God uh, created uh, all the creatures and, and, and created Adam. And uh, in Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse number 20, you know, it says, this is the verse that I just want to focus on. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living the first mother in the Bible is Eve. There was no mother before Eve, but there were many mothers and are many mothers after Eve. And so we see why, you know, Adam called her Eve because she was the mother of all living. What I want to folks start with is this. Number one, God is our creator. God created Adam and Eve. He created everything that there was. Adam and Eve were not born of human parents. Mm -hmm. They didn't have uh, grandma. There was no grandma Adam, grandma Eve. There was no grandpa, I mean, to Adam and Eve. They didn't have somebody they can go to and say, we're going to grandma's house, Eve. There was no grandma. There was no grandpa. Now, grandmas and grandpas are wonderful, aren't they? It's good to have a good grandma and a good grandpa Kids love grandmas and grandpas, right? Adam and Eve didn't have a grandma and grandpa. They had Father God. That was, that was it. Father God was everything. He, he was their creator. He created everything. When Adam opened his eyes, he saw God and he saw all that God had created, didn't he? Because God created the animals. He created the heavens and the earth and all the animals. Then he created Adam. Is that correct? Then he created Adam. When Adam opened his eyes, what did he behold? Wow, what is this? You know, he, but he beheld, he walked with God. He talked with God. He knew God was God. God was the creator of everything that his eyes beheld. Do we understand that what we behold with our eyes is all the wonders of God's creation? Adam knew that. There was nobody around to see. There was no brothers and sisters. Adam didn't have to fight with his sister. There were, you know, there were no, there was no sibling rivalries back then because there was no brother. There was no sister. There was no grandma. There was no grandpa. It was just Adam and God, Adam and God. There were no cousins or relatives. There were no cousins or relatives when Adam was there. You know, the apes walked by, but they weren't his cousins, right? The monkeys came by. They weren't his cousins or relatives, right? They were monkeys. They were, they were whatever. But you see, Adam and Eve, neither one of them believed in anything called evolution. Because when Adam opened his eyes, everything was there. 
plants, trees, birds, fish, all kinds of animals. He wasn't watching evolution in motion. He was watching <laughs> creation being opened before his eyes that God created all of these things. And so Adam and Eve, now Adam didn't evolve. He, he, he was there and there was all of God's creation before him. And then it says uh, that, that well, well, we'll come back to that. But again, Adam did not evolve, and he named every animal, every creature. The Bible says, it says in Genesis chapter 2, 19 and 20, it says this. Uh, well, I'll come, I'll come back to that. Again, he, we're going to come back to him naming the animals. But he didn't, he didn't see an ape go by and say, oh, there goes my relative. There, there goes a cousin of mine. No, he knew that there was a distinction between what God created in the animals and that how he was created. There was a, dis, a distinction. And he lived among those animals, didn't he? He lived among them. He, they were all around him. He knew uh, that they were different from him. They behaved differently. They walked differently, right? And whether they talked or not, they, they talked differently or uttered, made utterances differently, right? However you want to believe that. But it says, and also Adam and Eve, Adam had, it says that God had everything created. Adam didn't know, he didn't have any knowledge at that time uh, of the reproductive process. There was no woman yet. There was just Adam. He didn't know what about a woman giving birth, a man and a woman coming together in marriage and giving birth. He didn't know that at that time. But God created him with wisdom and knowledge and understanding in all things. See, Adam never saw. He saw animals, but Adam never saw a baby boy. <laughs> How many of you have seen a baby boy? Isn't it precious? Yes. How about a baby girl? Yeah. Precious, right? Isn't it something to lay lay sight onto a baby that's that's just born? Yes. The joy and the wonders of a baby being born. Adam never saw a baby boy. He never saw a baby girl at this point in the in the Bible, right? Adam, oh, how, how many of you think how wonderful it is to hold a baby? Yes. Remember the first time somebody said, here, hold a baby? <laughs> oh, man, you're like so careful, you know. Oh, I just want to. And how precious is that little baby in your arms, right? Whether a boy or a girl, it's a precious gift. Adam never saw a baby boy. Never at this point, never held a baby girl or a baby boy in his arms. But yet, something happened after God created Eve, and they knew that Eve, after God created Eve, right, God told all of creation to be fruitful and multiply, and he told that, 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 that Eve was going to have seed. They didn't know what, at the time, he didn't know what that meant, going to have seed, but he knew that it meant something in the reproductive line, but how is God going to do this? And so can you imagine Eve becoming pregnant, all right? After God formed Eve and Eve becoming pregnant. Remember now, Adam never seen a baby born before, never held a baby in his arms. And now here's Eve. What happens to a woman when she, you know, becomes pregnant, you know, starts to enlarge, right? 
Eve, what's going on? Are you going to explode? What's happening here? You know? And so they didn't understand for nine months what was going on. They trusted God. They had faith in God that God was taking care of them, watching over their lives, and everything was going to be all right with God. What a precious gift that God would, would allow a woman to, be, to become pregnant, to be able to give birth. God is the creator of all things, of all things that are alive. God is a, the, the creator of all things that are alive. That's why in Genesis chapter 2, verses 19 to 20, it says, And out of the ground, Genesis chapter 2, verses 19 to 20, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was that was that was the name thereof and so adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field now listen to what it says god it says god formed everything he's the creator he formed every animal every bird every fish he formed them all and gave them life that what it says god is the creator of everything do you think adam knew that walking and talking with God. Can you imagine walking and talking with God? And it says, and God brought every creature before him. They didn't just somehow all appear. Adam just didn't say, hey, we're going to have a big party. And everybody came. God, it says, God brought them. How did God get all the creatures in the ark? People ask. How is it possible that all these creatures, how did Moses get all the creatures in the ark, right? How did they all come two by two or whatever? And, you know, people laugh at that. But God, in, in the garden, it says God brought them all to Adam. God certainly brought them all to Moses, right? To get it, I mean, to, to Noah, to get into the ark, right? He brought them all before Adam. And God could have said to Adam, Adam, this is an elephant. This is a monkey. This is a bird, right? This is a tree. But this is a giraffe. But God didn't do that. Think of the wonder and the joy that God gave to Adam to say, Adam, you name these creatures. You give a name to everyone. And whatever it is, it is. Right? Can you imagine that? Adam looking at every creature, knowing that God formed that creature, made that creature, gave it life, and yet he's giving it over to Adam to put a name to it. How does Adam know? And listen, isn't God wonderful how God, that, what an honor, what a privilege, what a joy, what a, how, there's no words to describe it. Can you imagine all of God's creatures parading before you one by one? I can see them go, hey, Adam, what are you going to call me? What's my name going to be? You know, <laughs> oh, you're going to be an elephant, you know, you're going to be giraffe and all the creatures coming by one by one. And that name that Adam gave them is still their name yeah. until today. Yeah. An elephant is an elephant. An ape is an ape. A monkey is a monkey. An ant is an ant. A bird is a bird, right? And so Adam named all of God's creatures that God gave life to. And God says, name them. And he did. And I, God is so wonderful. God didn't stand there and say, Adam, I don't know about that name. Maybe you should name name it this instead of that. 
Not once is Adam corrected. It's the Bible that says, says whatever Adam called them, that was their name. Hallelujah. God allows us to name our children, right? The baby is not born with a tag on it. Thus saith the Lord, this child shall be named whatever, right? We name, God allows us the honor and the privilege to give a name to our child, to whether it's a boy, whether it's a girl, God allows us to put a name to it. But that connects us that this is God's cre creation, but God allows us to call it whatever. And whatever you call it, that's the name that's going to be attached to it. And so God, God allows man to attach himself to his, to his creation by putting a name on it, a label on it. You understand what I'm trying to say? And by putting a name to something that God created, it's bringing the creator and the creation together, and it's making kind of a union, right? And so every name, that elephant belonged to God. It was God's creation, but it had a name that connected man to it because man named it. And so a child, when a child is born and we give a name to it, that child is from God. But we give it a name, and that's a connection between man and God. This a child belongs to God, but as this child lives with us, we shall call him, we shall call her, whatever, whatever. And it says, after he named all the animals, but for Adam, there was not found a help meet. As God paraded them all, he saw that there was a male elephant and there was a female elephant. There was a male ape and a female ape. There was a male bird and a female bird. God, because when God created them, it says, be fruitful and multiply to all of the creations. So Adam was saying, hey, that's an elephant, but this is another elephant, but one is a male, one is a female. They're, they're different, but they're the same, right? But it says when it came to Adam, there was no help meet. There was just Adam. And Adam could not multiply by himself. The Bible says, you know, God told all the creatures, be fruitful and multiply. And so God had males and females in every species, correct? That's the way it works. That's the way it is, right? But Adam, being a man, had no means to multiply by himself. He couldn't do it. He can add and subtract, but he couldn't multiply. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't look at, at things and say, well, Lord, you told everybody to be fruitful and multiply. How am I going to be fruitful and multiply? Am I going to, do I have to evolve do I become half man, half woman, and this way I can, I can multiply? Adam didn't evolve into a woman, right? He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't able to make himself multiply. And so God says, and the, and the Genesis 2.18, and the Lord said, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make for him what? A help me, right? And in Genesis 2.21 and 23, and God caused Adam a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And God took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh, did a wonderful operation. And it says, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, made he a woman, made he a woman. And it says, and he brought her unto the man. Just as God brought all of creation before Adam to say, Lord, Adam, this is my creation. These are creatures that I have made, but you named them. So they did the same thing with the woman. Adam didn't know how God did it, but God did it, right? He put yes. him into a sleep, 
right? And, and he took the rib, made a woman, and then it says, God brought her, right? What does it say in verse 22? And brought her unto Adam. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of me. She wasn't evolved. She was created by God. A woman was created by God, and she was created with a purpose and a plan that God had for her. And God had her named by Adam also, and Adam named her woman. And so Adam, it says, Adam called uh, his, his wife's name Eve. As we, as we looked in Genesis chapter 2.20, it says, and Adam, called his, uh, and Adam called his wife's name, or Eve. And this is right now, right after the fall. You know, Ad, they named everything, and God created Eve, and then they went into the garden, and the serpent came. You know the story, and he made Eve eat out of the of the forbidden fruit and and then the the fall came and god cursed the serpent and he says uh you know to 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 adam and eve uh, some other things but adam called his wife's name eve right after the fall and eve means the name eve means to live to have to for life to propagate life and now again god gave adam had wisdom and and unbeknownst to him, everything he's saying is, in a sense, prophetic about what is taking place. That through Eve, through Eve, all of life, man, mankind would come through a woman, through Eve. It didn't come through Adam in a, in a, in a sense. It did because it takes two. But through Eve was a vessel through which all of mankind was going was gonna to come forth. But it says in, in Genesis chapter 3, because of the fall, the life that was going to come forth through Eve was going to be different than it could have been. Had Adam and Eve not fell into temptation, Eve would have given birth to children who would have been birthed into the Garden of Eden. And in being birthed into the Garden of Eden, the children would not have known toil, would not have known pain, suffering, and sweat. But because of the fall happening before they had children, and then afterwards, God says that you will give birth, you will have children, you will be fruitful and multiply, but your you and your seed, because of that, would come into a life of sorrow. It says this in Genesis chapter 3, that you would come into a life of sorrow, of pain, of toil, and sweat all the days of your life. And so because of the fall, we, and we wonder, why is there sorrow on earth? Why is there pain? Why is there suffering? That's the question, you know, that, that everybody asks. And why do we have to work? Why do we have to get up and do this? Because of the fall, of the corruption that came. And so through Eve, who was the pro propagation of life through her, everyone born, every one of us that's born into this world, until the Lord comes again, Every one of us born will know pain, will know sorrow, will have to sweat and toil for different things. This is the way it is because of what took place there. But life will go on. Life will continue on this earth until the Lord comes again, right? Or until he takes us home. And then God promises us 
that in the new heaven, that if we receive him as Savior and Lord in that new place, sorrow and toil and and pain and suffering, sweating, that's going to be gone. We're not going to know that anymore. But in the meantime, all that life brings forth from Eve from that day, all life will begin to know what these things are. And this is why, because wife, because Adam named his wife Eve, who was going to be the one through which all of life comes from. Life comes through a woman. The birthing process, the reproduction process, it, it takes man and woman, but it comes forth from a woman. You understand what I'm saying? This is why Satan comes against mothers, comes against women in a mighty way. Because Eve, the mother of all the living, is the one, is the factory through which God brings forth life. And if God, if the Satan can get the woman to abort life, what is he doing? He's then interrupting God's plan, God's purpose for that woman. Woman is to bring forth life. And if the, de if the devil who hates God can get a woman to abort that life, he's, he's causing, why? Why is abortion so high? You know how many children are aborted every day, every year? It's, it's astronomical. The figures are not even accurate, but it's so, it's so high. It's beyond what the figures say. But this is why abortion is focused, the attack is focused on mothers, on women. Abort God's, abort God's plan to bring forth life. God is the author of life. God is the creator of life. And if Satan, who's against God, he knows that woman is the one through which life comes. And if he can get a woman to abort, he can look at God and say, ha ha, there goes another life that you cannot have, that cannot live to praise you and worship you on this earth. Now, we believe that aborted babies, that life still go to be with the Lord, but they will never know. <coughs> we will never know the giftings and the talents that they could have had. Yes. We could never know the impact that they could have had in life, the blessing that they could have yes. brought to life. And so, and also, why, why are women, why are mothers so focused and attacked by Satan to use the, the body of a woman was made to be a blessing for multiplication for the kingdom and the cause of God, that children would come forth that would praise God and worship Amen. him. But God has, Satan has turned the hearts of women to use their bodies for pleasure rather than for creating life. That's why women go into prostitution and all kinds of things all throughout the world the men take and kidnap women and use them, sell them off as, as, as this and that. Why? Because this is the work of Satan, yes. of taking what God intended to be a factory for creating, not a factory, don't, I'm not making it like impersonal, but as a, a, a source of bringing forth life. And man, per, Satan perverts it, saying instead of creating life, just enjoy the pleasures of it and forget about life. And if you should get pregnant, abort it, get rid of it. Just enjoy the pleasures of it. And so they're targets. And also it wants to try, to, this world try to focuses on mothers and women to try to get them to say, you know what? You should be like a man. You should get, be like a man. Why do so many women want to be like men? 
That's a perversion of what God intended yes. them to be. And so the devil works hard against women to get them to abort, to get them to use their bodies for pleasure rather than creating for the creator and allowing the creator to create through them and also to let them give up their womanhood, who they are. Women are special in God's sight. When God created a woman, he created her to be a mother, Amen. a mother of life, a mother of life that will bring him honor and glory and praise. And the Amen. devil tries to corrupt the motherhood that God has put upon a woman. What an honor and a blessing. Yes. There's no other creature on this earth that can bring forth someone who can praise God. Amen. A monkey cannot praise God. A lion and a tiger cannot praise God. An elephant and a giraffe come up, don't come out and praise God. Only man that is birthed through a woman can come out of the womb and praise the Creator. This is why mothers are so important, precious to God, and why the enemy comes against mothers and women to try to pervert what God, the honor and the, and the blessing that God has put and the gifting that God has put upon them. And Adam and Eve became the first mother when it says they came together and she had, she had Cain, right? And then they had Abel, uh, children. Mothers, children are a gift from God. And it says, see, in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, it says this, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Eve knew that this child that came forth from her was a gift of God. Amen. Do you know the children, each one of us are, is a gift from God? Every one of us was born of a woman, yes. right? And Eve says, this child Cain is a gift from God. And it says, and she again bore his brother Abel. What I'm saying is God created a woman to bring forth life. And that life that is brought forth, Eve knew this is a gift from God. God has given me this, op this ability to bring forth life. And this life that she held in her arms was a gift from God. And that is why God wants women, mothers, to know their creator so that when a child is born, they praise God, saying, this is a gift from God. Amen. This is a blessing. And this is, the, this is what the devil wants to rob from mothers, from women, the joy of having a child. The world today tells a woman that a child can be an obstacle, a hindrance, a, a, a detriment to your future and to your happiness. Get rid of it. It's just nothing but flesh. Just get rid of it. And so the devil tries to rob a woman, a mother, of the joys of motherhood. Of the, of, yes. of, by faith, we believe God will take care of every one of us. Yes. Amen? And so even Eve confessed that this is a gift from God. And so women, mothers, are special in God's sight and in God's plan. God's life, life is created within a woman. Life is not created... Uh, within a man. Man has a part of it, but the process of being knit together is not in a man. The process of being knit together is in a woman. Yes. What does the Bible say? I knit you together and formed you and fashioned you where? In the womb. And so woman is a special gift 
made by God, created by God, to have within her the ability for God to form and fashion life and to bring it forth for his glory and for his honor. And also, women are special, not only in motherhood, but women have a tremendous influence upon men and upon their children. A woman can make a man turn for good or turn for evil. A woman, a woman, you know, it said a woman can turn a man's head this way or that way. It's truth. It's true. A godly woman will turn her husband towards God. An ungodly woman will turn her husband away from God. The same thing with life that comes forth from her. When she's holding that baby in her arms, she begins to speak blessing over it or cursing over it. It begins to bring it to the Lord or to just say, start saying all kinds of stuff over its life. This is why in the, in the Jewish community, they bless their children. Yes. They bless them, speak blessing over them to honor God. And this is what God wants women to see, that you're special, that this child is a gift from God. And if we have relationship with God, we're going to bring our child into a relationship with yes. God. We're going to bring our husband into a relationship to help it. And that's why women are special. They have an influence. Not only are they able to bring life forth, but women have a tremendous impact on their husbands and their children. That's just the way it is. Yes. There's a special connect between a child and a woman. And so you can turn, a woman can turn the hearts and minds of husbands and children towards God. And so God is the God of life. He's the God Amen. of the living. And when he created Eve, he created her to bring forth life, life that God was the creator of. And God wanted to know, understand that he's the God of everything that lives. Every creature that lives has, has life, but especially those of us who are made in his image. God created Adam and Eve in his image, special and apart from all of other creation. And that's why when woman gives birth, when a mother gives birth to a child, that child is coming into the image of God. Just as we are made in God's image, so is this child. And so as we look at that child and give it a name, we should ask, Lord, what is the name of this you want me to give this child? It's the name that's going to be with that child. And I believe that God works in you, works in the parents to give a name to that child. Ruth Joy, she certainly is joy in my life and into the world around her. God has a way of, of, of making parents give names that fit our personalities in a sense. You think about it and you look at people and look at the names that they have. Whether, you know, people think that they've given the name, but I think God has a role to play in the naming of every child. And if you look at the meaning of your name, see how that fits your life pattern, your lifestyle, if it doesn't come out in some way. In Matthew chapter 22, we, read, we talked about this in the last two weeks, where, where Jesus was talking to the Sadducees who didn't believe in the resurrection and they were saying in the resurrection is there going to be marriage and all this. And Jesus says, no, you are because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. In the resurrection, there's going to be neither marriage or marrying. And, and he says to them, he said, I'm the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Three people who have been dead long since he is talking to them. 
And he goes on to say, God is not the God of the dead, but he's the God of the living. And so God wants us to know, even through Adam and Eve, that God is the God of all creation. He's the God of the living. And even though we were born into a world where we know sorrow and pain and toil and sweating and suffering, although we know we're in a world that, that is subject to knowing all this stuff, yet God is our God and he's with us in the midst of all this to see us through, to comfort us, to strengthen us, to get us through it. God has not abandoned the life that comes forth through Eve after the fall. He didn't abandon them and say, well, you're on your own. And so God says, every life that comes forth, I'm still the author of it. I'm still the author and the creator of it. And though you know sorrow and pain and suffering, I will, I will walk with you. I will be your oh, God. Right. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And so whatever a mother goes through in life, God is with them and he will supply their needs. Psalms in the Psalms 71, 6, it says, by thee, the psalmist says, by thee, I have been holding up from the womb. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's bowels and my praise shall be continually of thee. See, even the psalmist understands it, that, that you're my God who put me together in the womb. You made me come out of the womb with life, and you are my God, and I will continually praise thee. Psalm 22 says the same thing. But thou art he, you God, are the one who took me out of the womb. You did make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly is what it says in Psalm 22. You are my God from my mother's belly. You see, God is trying to say through creation and all through the psalmist, through all the people, that God is still creator. He's still forming and fashioning people in the womb. And every child that is in the womb is a gift of God Amen. to this world, to our lives. And that's why every life is precious. Every life counts. Every life should be treated with respect and honor because you, uh, look around this table, we were made by God, every one of us. We all look different, but God made us that yes, way. We all have different personalities, but God made us that way. From our, from the, our mother's belly, we, he has been our God, and he still is our God yes. today, isn't he? And that's why the devil works so hard against mothers and women to let them not understand that God is their her God yes. and the creator and the former and the fashioner of what is inside her her womb. And he, and and even Genesis, uh, I'm sorry, in Galatians chapter one verse fifteen, in the New Testament. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace. God brings us into life through a woman, through a mother. He brings life, and life is a put, God puts his grace upon us. The moment we're being formed and fashioned, the moment we're, let, we're born, God's grace is upon us. And that's what it says. Every child born is born as a creation of God, and God's grace and mercy are upon that child. And it's, that's why it says in Luke chapter 1, a speaking, and behold, thou shalt conceive, talking to Mary in thy womb, and shall bring forth the son that shall call his name Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 
When God created Eve to be the mother of all the living, that's what it says, you will be the mother of all the living. And it is through a woman that God created to be able to bring forth life into this world. God called on Mary and said, Mary, I formed you. You are a woman. You are a mother. And I will bring forth my son through you. God didn't bring Jesus, just didn't drop him down from heaven. He didn't just uh, make him land in some kind of alien spaceship. He just didn't appear one day. There's Jesus. God, the Bible says, God from the beginning created Eve, the mother of all the living, that every person, every boy, every girl who comes forth with life comes forth through a woman, through a mother, the mother of all living and so jesus and the holy spirit came upon her he said mary you will conceive and in your womb you will bear a child and his name shall be called jesus he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the lord shall give him the throne of his father david and even the psalmist says you know i will praise thee for i am fearfully and wonderfully made in Matthew chapter 1, it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth his son, a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. God is the God of the living, not of the dead. Every life that comes forth comes forth with grace and mercy upon it. And God is the God of the living. And God sent his only begotten son to be born of a virgin through a woman, through Mary. Mary was in a sense the mother not that she was the one that that made him but she was the mother of jesus because in genesis it says eve was the mother of all the living and through through mary became came jesus the savior and redeemer of all the living and so god was always with us always will be with us and brought forth jesus through a virgin through mary because it says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And so from the very beginning, when God paraded all the animals before Adam, saying, Adam, this is what I created. You name them. And then he said, there's, no, there's nothing for you to be recreated, to, to be multiplied. But I'm going to take from your rib, from your body a rib. I'm going to make a woman. This woman will be the mother of all the living and that through her will come forth all life that is created in my image. And so every one of us that comes forth from our mother's womb is created in the image of God. We are given a name and that name stays with us. But God wants us to understand he created us and formed us and fashioned us in the womb. And we are to his praise and to his glory Amen. until he takes us home or until we get to be with him in heaven. So mothers, that is why the enemy comes so hard against you to, to try to stop the, the purposes and the plans of God. But mothers are a special gift from God to bring forth life and not only to bring forth life, but to have influence over life that has come forth. Woman, Turn the hearts of your husband towards God. Turn the hearts of your children to the Lord. Men, that doesn't excuse us. We need to do the same. But woman has a powerful role 
that God has created you for. And, the, and not only to bring, again, not only to bring forth life, but to have influence, great influence over that life and to give praise and glory to the Lord our God. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, brought forth from a virgin, that whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Hallelujah.